we have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to uh, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller of the 12th District, uh, lives in our valley, we're glad to say, but it's got a wide-ranging uh, district way down into the hearts of uh, Perry and Juniata County all the way up to, uh, let's see, what is Wallenpupak? Is that Susquehanna County up there at the top, uh, Congressman? Well, our district runs from across the northern tier from Susquehanna to Potter County and goes south to the southern border of Perry County and is bordered in the middle by State College in the west and Sunbury in the east. I well, always, actually a little bit east of Sunbury, but Paxitis area. I always so. give you an opportunity to uh, make an opening statement, sort of, like, sort of like a court case. So what is your opening argument? We've been talking about the national COVID response, a wide range of other uh, topics. So please, uh, some initial comments uh, today. I, I don't think we'll, we have an opening argument. I think we'll just open with a, a positive statement saying, you know, the people of, uh, of, of America, of PA-12, are outstanding, uh, great, thoughtful, hardworking individuals. And, uh, you know, everybody's been talking about the COVID-19 and what's happening. And I just want to say this. We, we will get through this together. We will because we're Americans. We will because we're thoughtful. And the people of PA-12 are the greatest people thoughtful, hardworking, intelligent, care about each other, care about our families, care about our community. And that's who we are. Well, I keep hearing that we'll get through this together, but it doesn't seem like we are getting through it together <laughs> with all the political comments on both sides of the aisle, people attacking the president, including the New York Times over the weekend, people defending him, people saying he should have acted sooner, people saying that he's going to fire Dr. Fauci. This is getting along together, Fred? Well, I, I will say that there's some, uh, again, I'm not going to get into the uh, to the mainstream media and what they do. I mean, you know, when I do interviews, I, I thank the people and I thank you guys for for having me on and allowing me to communicate. Uh, by and large, I think that is. And, and, and again, people that have an agenda, and I'm not going to say there isn't any, but I'm looking at the by and large, the great people that wake up and go to work every day or have have worked every day and are retired. Those are the people I'm talking about. I'm not paying attention to what the New York Times and the Washington Post is. I mean, you said it, Joe. They attacked the president for. For, for not acting quickly enough or not doing things. He shut down travel from China and parts of Europe, and, and he got accused of that. And, and this whole spread was happening when they were accusing him of, of abuse of power and, 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 and being a dictator and everything else. And here he took information and took decisive action back in January, the end of January, that, that, that was decisive and, and saved us a lot of hurt, according to Dr. Fauci. He said it saved us really a lot of hurt, saved lives. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to deal with the facts. I'm not going to deal with the, the noise, what I call the noise out there. And the facts are the people of PA-12 are great. The people of America are great. And, and that, that's who's going to fight and beat this, beat this disease, not, not the New York Times, not the Washington Post. Well, there's a lot of talk about the retweet he made of somebody calling for Dr. Fauci's dismissal. Do you subscribe to that, or do you think he'd be making a terrible mistake to get rid of Dr. Fauci? Uh, again, I'm not going to get into who the president gets his, where he gets his, his advisors and how he handles that. That, that. That's up to the president to do that. Uh, I, you know, the president has, has, has been able to manage. Uh, and again, the decisions he's made, he's listened to, to the people and he's made decisions. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't want to get in the middle of any kind of Twitter battle that's going on, quite frankly. The CARES Act funding is already starting to appear in some people's bank accounts. When will hospitals get their money? When will people get checks in the mail? When will small businesses get the, uh, the funding that's promised for them? What's the rollout time frame? 
Well, okay. The, I, I know some people have already received checks because I've I've had some people tell me they have. So there's some people that have already gotten the twelve hundred dollar checks the the, the uh, from the Internal Revenue Service and so on. Uh, just the end of last week, uh, one hundred twenty five billion dollars went out to Pennsylvania healthcare providers and hospitals in the Commonwealth. So that was the end of last week. Some of that some of that happened to our hospitals, and uh, you know the SBA rollout uh, for the Paycheck Protection loans have been uh, the applications uh, started uh, you know probably 10 days ago or so um, and uh, people have been working through that and I know there's been some applications that have been accepted and so on so think things are starting to move and and the reason the reason uh, we set it up the way it was in the cares act to go through the, the local banks was so that uh, you didn't so not everybody was bombarding the SBA but you were going with that relationship with the local lender that you already have, and they already know you. So, so again, I, I think the I think the uh, Small Business Administration Treasury did a great job of of putting a lot together in a very short period of time. Uh, were there a couple, uh, you, you know, clinkers when we started? Yeah, there were a couple, but I think uh, people navigated through that. And I've, I've gotten some remarks from from Central Pennsylvania, Northeastern Pennsylvania businesses that said that uh, you know they, it's working well, and they appreciated. Uh, appreciated what what happened with the paycheck protection and the fact that it was included in the in the legislation are you hearing from businesses who say it is not working we we hear about those people too we, we, we've had some people on either side of it and, and the thing I encourage people is if you're having an issue uh, you know you can contact us uh, you know we'll, we'll get you in contact with somebody that, that can uh, help navigate through that uh, and uh, you know sba.gov um, has information, but again, if you don't if you don't get what you're looking for there, uh, you can contact any one of our uh, offices. And, and to get that contact information, it's keller.house.gov, and we have coronavirus stuff uh, right there on 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 our web page with links, not only for the Small Business Administration, which is so important because small businesses are the, the backbone of our economy, uh, but also for the Pennsylvania Department of Health, the CDC. Uh, some some guidance, uh, you know, from different governmental agencies uh, if people have questions. And again, we are um, uh, working uh, in, in our district offices. Now we're, we're not having people come in. We're actually asking people that they call or send us an email or, you know, a text or something like that. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're, we are doing work. We are, we are getting that done and, and uh, serving the, the people of PA-12 from any one of the three uh, district offices. So if, if you do have questions, um, you know, just look at our contact information and and give us a call, and we'll be happy to uh, to get you the answers. Fred, the payroll protection program uh, plan program has been very popular, so much so that now it's in danger of running out of money, uh, and they're co- talking in the House and Senate of trying to come up with some way of increasing that. What needs to happen for small businesses to be saved? Well, I, I, again, I, it hasn't all been it hasn't all been uh, Distributed to 350 uh, billion dollars, but you know it said that we need another 250 billion because of the uh, how popular the the program is. Uh, and I know we had an update from Treasury, and it, at that point in time there was still there was still money in it. But we anticipate if the if the model keeps going like it is, that uh, you know um, we'll need more uh, we'll need more uh, cash in that. And I think if you know, if Congress does anything uh, to do right now. That's the only thing we do. We don't attach anything else to the bill. You just look at another $250 billion, and that's it. Is that likely uh, again, to happen? Is it likely to go through without attachments? I mean, that doesn't seem quite possible in Washington. <laughs> well, it, it got hung up in the Senate again. 
I mean, and again, I'm not playing politics, but there's one party uh, that wants to put a whole bunch of other stuff on it, and Leader McConnell just wants the $250 billion. Again, if this is putting politics aside, let's do the $250 billion. I'm not up for talking about a whole bunch of phase four or anything else. We've done a lot. And and looking at what we're doing, the $250 billion makes sense for the Paycheck Protection Loan Program. Let's do that and then see what what, what impact what we did has before we start talking about a bunch of other uh, other items in this because it, in this it's, it's important to note that uh, you know just to hear some things there's 850 million for local law enforcement there's 340 million for rural broadband 100 billion for hospital reimbursement that's not where the uh, 125 billion came out of earlier that was out of the one for local local uh, care uh, 45 billion for localities to respond to covid id or covid uh, via the disaster relief fund, 100 million for assistance to firefighter grants, 100 million for local emergency management agencies, uh, a little over 5 billion for K through 12 education, SNAP benefits, low income housing. In Pennsylvania, we'll receive about 5 billion in federal funding, which will be available to municipalities for other items. Why is it so hard for the, you know, for the Congress to address one issue at a time? I understand that some of the things the Democrats are saying they want included are not bad things, and they might actually be useful. But it would seem to me we should take these things one at a time, going on how pressing they are, because otherwise we're just throwing everything but the kitchen sink at this. Well, that's one hundred percent correct. But you, know, you, you, you heard the old adage that, that came from 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 the left that said, you know, never let a good crisis go. You know, I mean. Here again, this is not it. We should be addressing what we need to address to get us through this. Not policy positions like the Green New Deal and and all those things that have been unable to get done for decades, but now people want to put them in there because they want to try and, and, and think they can get it done this way. What we do to get through this COVID-19 is we need to make sure as Congress we are focused on making sure the money gets the intended use and that there's not a whole bunch of other things in it. Let's now, talk. We, did, we did reasonably well with the CARES Act. There's some things in there. I mean, look at the CARES Act. It had $25 million in it for the, for the Kennedy Center, and then they laid the people off anyhow. I mean, I, again, if I had the pen to write that, I'd have probably written it differently, and that wouldn't have been in there. But you were trying to get 435 members of Congress and 100 senators to to pass something. Again, for me, as you know me, Joe, Mark, I'm about, let's get done what we need to get done, and and my style of getting things done is focused, making sure we we, we get it to the appropriate place and that it's targeted to accomplish that goal. Let's talk about Uh, that for a minute. I heard this morning that it could take up to 20 weeks for all of this stimulus money to get out to the people of the country. Doesn't that seem like an awfully long time? Well, I, I I don't know who gave that estimate, but I will say, based upon, based upon what I've already seen, the fact that you know these these loan applications have been processed in, in, in the tens of thousands very quickly uh, for the paycheck protection, the fact that what we passed the bill the middle of last month, uh, or you know, and and already people are seeing money in their bank accounts for the. Uh, for the stimulus, so I, I think that uh, you're seeing things getting done rather rapidly. So I don't, I don't know where the where the 20 weeks comes. Uh, that might depend upon how 
how long some people take to file for the paycheck protection because they'll have you know they, they can file for that up until you know in may and stuff so again i i, I think things have been moving very well and uh so so i again i don't know where that estimate is coming from i like to talk in in things that i know and uh not speculate but uh, i do know that things are going out rather rapidly with the paycheck protection and so on have you been tested for covid 19 I have absolutely no symptoms. I have not been tested, but I haven't been around anybody. I haven't been in any guy following the Department of Health, Pennsylvania Department of Health, and the CDC guidelines. I have been around nobody. That's no need. Okay. Uh, if yeah, you if you were to go to Evan and get tested, it would take a week for results. Of course, some people forty eight hours. Oh, they're up to forty eight hours. Well, that's not forty eight hours. Is that new? Because we heard from them last week that it was still a week. Forty eight hours. Since when? That's from the hospital. When? That's from the hospital. They told me it's 48 hours. When did they tell you that? Within the last week. Hmm. All right. Well, we're getting conflicting information from the hospital then. Okay, so we're up to 48 hours. It might have been in the last couple days, but still 48 hours. Okay, super. That's fantastic. Uh, When are we going to get more widespread testing available? That's a national issue. Well, well, I I think what they're doing with that, and again... uh, where the hot spots are and stuff is, and, and, and they're deploying resources. The vice president, uh, you know, in, in, in charge of this task force, and, and, and they're taking a look at this, and I think they're doing a very good job of getting resources to parts of the country that, that are really needed to make sure that people get the care they need. Um, you know, as far as what, when we need it, I know, that, I know there's uh, more needed in the southeast and some other areas. Uh, you know, as far as I know, everybody that's, that's going for testing that, that, that uh, their doctor determines they need a test. You know, they're getting tested, um, and we and we need to we need to make sure we have been in contact with our healthcare providers and our hospitals uh, regularly uh, here in uh, across Pennsylvania's 12th congressional district, making sure that if they need anything, we're getting the request, whether it's to the you know the Department of Health or you know through through FEMA. Or, you know, we're, we're doing that. The thing I, I would say is there's an unmet need request if you go to the Pennsylvania Department of Health's uh, website and you're in the need of supplies, uh, you know, you can actually uh, look for information and, and get in contact uh, so people make sure that. If you have any questions, anybody, if they have questions about their healthcare provider or agency that's looking and has questions, again, if they contact one of our offices, we'll make sure that we get them put in contact with um, with people, we've had we've had uh, conference call meetings with with hospitals. We've had it with county commissioners. We've had it with members of the general assembly. We are making sure that we're in contact with everybody to make sure resources are getting deployed. Um, you know, around PA-12 and making sure people are getting the care they deserve. Tell us about this Bureau of Prisons issue. Most people aren't following it that closely, but it is a very critical issue that many people are. So introduce our audience to this broad topic, and what's the very latest? Okay, there's there's a, a Bureau of Prisons, and actually I was, I've been working with uh, the, the corrections officers and their collective bargain agency because, you know, we, we think that uh, we know that the Bureau of Prisons has done some things, and it's within their control to stop movement of prisoners from one part of the country to another. And uh, what was happening was, uh, this was a couple weeks ago, we got word that uh, 
was probably three weeks ago now we got word that people were going to be coming into the facilities at Lewisburg and Allenwood and Canaan now Canaan's just right outside of PA-12 but you know there are people that live in PA-12 that work there and of course uh, Lewisburg and, and Allenwood are right here in Union County and uh, the Bureau of Prisons has been you know said they, they we heard they were going to be moving them so we we contacted them and they said there's no inmate transfers well then we got a hold of the marshal service and it turns out well they're not transfers it was marshal service that was scheduled to move these with a lot of buck passing by bureau of prisons and i tell you what bureau of prisons is the, when you look at that it's the swamp it's one of those swamps that the president said he wanted to drain and i'm intent on helping him do it quite frankly because i know there's uh there's a uh, a bill out there that leader mcconnell has that would require the bureau of prisons director to be confirmed by the Senate, and I think that's a good movement. I've talked to him about introducing that in the House. But anyhow, uh, I've been all the way up to the, the, the head of the Bureau of Prisons, and uh, a couple of weeks ago he told me, oh, we can't do this, that, and so I introduced a bill saying stop moving them, uh, only to find out they can do it, because they've stopped people going into Elkton. And my point with the Bureau of Prisons is you're not allowing visitors to come in and visit inmates, so we shouldn't be moving inmates from one part of the country to another. And I've been, I've uh, actually, the bill I mentioned I introduced, it's bipartisan support, uh, Representative Cartwright's on it, uh, Representative Glenn Thompson, some other people, you know, from across the country are on the bill. Uh, you know, just, just making sure that we are practicing social distancing. There are people that are staying in their homes doing all these kind of things. We want the Bureau of Prisons to do the same thing. And it's within their authority to do it. Fred, let well, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm curious about what's the stated reason for moving them, just that it's general and that it's routine, or is it for disciplinary problems, or aren't they giving you a reason why they're moving them? Well, well, the first reason they gave me was, well, sometimes we're mandated to move them because that's where they're finishing out their sentence or court appearance or this or this. Basically, what they did was a lot of lip service and a lot of passing the buck. And... Uh, I wasn't having any of that, and that's why I teamed up with my colleagues and say, "Hey, look!" And we've been, we've been putting pressure on them. And I, I was told by the warden at Allenwood uh, that they hadn't received any. This this week will be the second week they hadn't received any. So it is within. I mean, their first stance was, "Oh, we got to do." The first stance was, "Oh, there isn't any inmate transfers." And I didn't ask them about transfers and movements because they called it something else. You know, well. Not a transfer. It's this because they're they're not already in the system. It's for their adjudication and their, you know they serve their sentence and all that kind of stuff. Um, so the, they did that. They started playing with words. Then they started passing the buck to the marshal service. So I called the marshal service, and then they passed the buck to the the uh, Department of Justice, which again is all is all just passing the buck. I think it's that swamp that's used to doing things the way they always did it, and needs to be waked up and said, "Hey, look." You know that's that's not good enough. Well, Fred, the we're at different times, and you need to do your job and keep president. not only not only your inmates safe, but our employees, our corrections officers. We need to make sure they're safe, and we also need to make sure the communities are safe where these these institutions are located. Mark so, just um, Mark just asked me why doesn't the president intervene, and I, I think that's an excellent well, question. The president doesn't have to. I mean, that, 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 that's just really. I mean, this is what again. How many people are there in the, in the bureaucracy that, that that pass the buck? And that goes back to the fact that this is this is the swamp the president is trying to drain, and this swamp I intend to help him drain, because you know again people just think they can do whatever they want. The, the president is doing a great job navigating through this unprecedented time. 
And this guy in the Bureau of Prisons stopped. The Bureau of Prisons stopped people going in Elkton, so it's totally within their control. Totally. They just need to stop it. Uh, earlier I asked you a question, and you answered with respect to business, but I was asking about the individual payments to people. Uh, the projection I heard this morning said that it could take up to 20 weeks for them to be handed out, and I wondered if that was a timetable that concerned you at all, because people are trying well, people to struggle paying their bills. Now, yeah, but they said it could take up to 20 weeks for everybody to get theirs. Well, some people would have to probably, if they, if they haven't filed an income tax return, they, there's going to be a, a, a portal set up there so that they can put their, their, their bank account information into it. There's going to be also for people that maybe had to pay before so that the IRS wouldn't have their direct deposit information, that they might have to go in and do that. So some of it might be up to the timetable of the individual doing it. But again, I don't know where you're getting that up to 20 weeks. I mean, up to 20 oh, weeks, these Fox, four weeks. These Fox News weeks, commentators are changing no, their CBS. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Right. I'm, but, but I'm, Joe, let's look at what's already happened. I know people right here in PA-12 that have already gotten their $1,200. That's fact. Let, let, let's deal with what we know. Okay. There's people that have already gotten the $1,200. Fair enough. <laughs> accentuate the positive. Uh, finally, no, 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 accentuate the truth. That's the truth of the matter. <laughs> right, no and, argument and, there. I mean, there's a lot of people that are trying, <laughs> and some people that want to create doubt that are just trying to whip things up. But let, let's talk about what the facts are. Yeah, I mean, you guys know me well enough. I don't. I talk in what the truth is. And the truth is, is there are people that are already getting these payments. Okay. All right, truthfully, what are we going to have to do to reopen Pennsylvania in the month ahead? And the 12th Congressional District. <laughs> Well, I, I, again, we're going to have to follow the CDC guidelines and the guidelines of the Pennsylvania Department of Health. I mean, we're going to have to do those things. Um, you, you know, I think we're doing a good job of, of flattening the curve. I, we're going to have to have a good plan in place to make sure things happen and, and to be able to be executed very well. Uh, that didn't happen on the start out of the whole thing because, you know, paper mills were left open and loggers couldn't go out and cut trees. Well, you know, it takes wood pulp to make paper. Uh, so we need a well a well thought out plan uh, that keeps people safe, but opens our opens our our, our government, opens our, our our economy. Does the Fed have a role in that, or is that all on Governor Wolf? Well, I, I think there's going to be some guidance, and if you look at this, the federal government does provide guidance, but you know states are sovereign, you know entities. Uh, you know they've got a responsibility to make sure. Uh, I mean, it was certainly shut down on the authority of the governor. So I think he has a responsibility in making sure that he has a plan together to open it up. Anything else you wish to add? Uh, you're, you've been doing a lot lately and uh, uh, visiting or at least conversing with a lot of people. Go ahead. We've learned this, uh, you know, the, the Zoom and Skype and all this kind of stuff and conducting <laughs> business that way. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward, uh, you know, to getting through this, and I know we will uh, because, uh, as I mentioned before, how great the people of PA-12 are, the people of America, outstanding. Uh, I, I will say this to, to the people that uh, of, of northeastern and north central Pennsylvania, I miss being out and being able to see you and say hello and do all those kind of things. Uh, I, I truly miss that uh, because I, I know how outstanding the people are, and it's just, I like to be able to get out and thank them for the hard work they do. So I guess I would just like to say thank you to all the great people of PA-12 for the work that you do every day. 
Right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much Thanks, for being Fred. on the radio. We appreciate your help and your answers. Check back in when you have updates and uh, even more information on all of these topics. Thank you, sir. Always welcome right. here, Fred. Take care. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Bye. it. Uh, U.S. Bye. Congressman Fred Keller on the line. We thank uh, Jason Gottesman, who's his uh, good assistant, to make sure that uh, the congressman has all the information we need him to know before, uh, in case he doesn't know where we want to head or anything in these interviews. U.S. Congressman Fred Keller, 12th District from Kramer, PA.